This show covers various real-life topics that some listeners may find disturbing and or triggering. Please note that these topics are spoken on in order to drive public discourse and are not meant for malicious intent. All opinions are mine and mine only. Your discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and congratulations, you made it to yet another week. But of course, as per usual, we got a lot of shit to talk about. Starting off with Ye and Chase Bank, Raleigh shooting leaves five people dead. New details about Tresgenko's plot to slaughter 3,000 women at an Ohio's college campus is coming out and the topic of conversation, which is cuffing season ain't the same anymore and why more millennials are dropping out of the dating scene so you already know what to do go ahead and roll one up pour up a libation kick back sit back with your boy roy this one is going to be a doozy so make sure you pay attention because the show starts now check this out not only can you hear my voice but you could also take a look at my mug on youtube feel free to follow and subscribe to the channel maison de Roy. that's m-a-i-s-o-n-d-e-r-o-y Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy Roy, and of course, you are tuned into Back to Center podcast. It's quite the lazy Saturday over here on my end. I hope you had a great week. Uh, I hope this weekend is going to be rather relaxing for you. Um, but you ever wake up like in a mood where you just don't feel like doing shit? Like I had all of Saturday planned. Like I had a full itinerary for what I wanted to do. But I'm not gonna lie, I really do not feel like doing shit. Thankfully. We're doing the podcast though, right? So I think today I'm probably just going to stay inside. But anyway, enough about me. Hopefully everything is good on your end. Um, it seems like the world is perpetually burning in uh, various ways, including the Ukraine war with uh, good old Putin versus Vladimir. I find it so ironic that they have the same name. Like, is Vladimir really that common of a name? I just think that's pretty interesting. Not going to spend a lot of time uh, talking on the current conflict that's going on in Europe. Um, but we'll, what I will say, piggybacking off of uh, what I said last week, and I don't want this to be harsh, right? Don't take umbrage to what I'm about to say. But again, probably me and like millions of other U.S. citizens, we don't want a nuclear war. I'm sorry. So whatever it takes to stop a nuclear war and, you know, stop the world ending... You guys should probably go ahead and do that. So honestly, if that means, you know, Ukraine taking this L and becoming part of Russia, fuck it, man, so be it. I'm sorry. I know that sounds pretty brutal, but it's the truth. Listen, I just watched on uh, Facebook, and, and honestly, who really even goes on Facebook anymore? I just go on it just because, like, when I'm bored and stuff. Um, but I was on Facebook. I was taking a look at this, like, VR, virtual reality, what does a nuclear bomb look like up close? type of deal. And, you know, I found it pretty interesting because obviously everything around you was absolutely decimated because, you know, they kept you alive because they want to show you what it looks like. But literally everything was destroyed. And I find it so ironic because the bombs that were dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki back in World War II are nothing compared to the Tsar Bomba or, you know, the modern nuclear weapons that we have now. 
So I, I just find it really interesting how people could be so blind to wanting to support an agenda, which is essentially a U.S. proxy war. Um, but no one wants to pay attention to that. No one wants to think of the potential ramifications that could come about if there is, you know, some sort of nuclear nuclear war. And again, I doubt Ukraine, I doubt, excuse me, I doubt Russia wants to nuke Ukraine uh, because obviously they want it, right? It's a satellite state. They want the rest of them. So Ukraine is simply a stepping stone, you know, throughout the whole entire process. But again, we're not trying to die for Ukraine, at least not me. I don't know. Maybe that makes me a little bit selfish. Probably. I'm sorry. Not really. But I just think at the end of the day, if there's a way we can come to a, a peaceful resolution for this conflict, and when I say peaceful, I mean millions of innocent lives are saved and none are spared. Because honestly, the only people that are at beef right now is like everyone in the government, you know, everyone that holds a position in government that has some sort of interest in what Ukraine can offer, whether that be on the Russian side or that be on the US slash NATO side. So enough rambling about that. Let's go ahead and talk about something rather interesting. Chase Bank drops yay amid anti-Semitic comments, which, you know, I find really interesting because it seems like on the internet, you could say just about anything. Like you could literally say anything. I, well, maybe perhaps not anything, anything, but you could say a lot of shit that's not going to offend a lot of people, which is fine. That's I, I believe in free speech. I think you should be allowed to say what's on your mind. Um, however, I find it interesting how people pick and choose what to cancel, because I think if we're going to be a consistent society in the way we approach these things, if we're going to cancel one thing, we might as well just cancel all of it, right? So I find it very, very interesting that Chase Bank kept, um, what is that guy's name? Fucking Jeffrey Epstein. They kept Jeffrey Epstein's bank account. You know, they kept it circulating. They kept money flowing. I'm assuming knowingly understanding what he was doing, because Obviously, he was interacting with a bunch of bigwigs, but apparently, and granted, I'm not saying this is okay. Like, I'm not saying Kanye said something that was, that was right. Did he say the truth? Perhaps. But is what he said, you know, quote-unquote PC? No, not necessarily. But I think for Chase Bank to go ahead and end ties with Ye because of what he said, I think that's a little far out. It's a little bit of a reach. Um, and of course, I'm under the understanding and the assumption that perhaps some big wig within Chase is could be, you know, perhaps of that ilk. Um, but in this case, obviously, they were offended to what Kanye said. And of course, you know, just for the sake of brass tacks and being transparent, as a black male, you can't really say much. Like, being a black male, and this is my perspective from being a, a Caribbean black male in America, obviously, I get categorized as the same as everyone. But when it comes down to parsing cultures, there's there are drastic differences, right? So from the outside looking in, it seems like just being black in America, you have you can be one of two things. And this is the only way the rest of society is going to accept you. You either have to be a fucking superhero, where like your mannerisms are on point, you're constantly in the right light, you're never really doing anything wrong. Like it almost you have to portray yourself as if it is impossible for you to do anything incorrect in the eyes of the public. Or you could just become the baron of all things evil and really personify the definition of quote-unquote black and become society's supervillain. That's essentially how you're perceived in society. And 
of course, there's a lot of uh, exaggeration within both of those examples, but hopefully you can kind of get the gist of what I'm saying within that context. But going into this, um, this article here, it says here that J.P. Morgan Chase is allegedly the latest company to kick Kanye West to the curb amid backlash over his anti-Semitic comments. Conservative commentator Candace Owens claimed via Twitter on Wednesday that the bank sent her, sent her pay... Wait, what? Whoever wrote this fucking article is chopping this shit up. What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so let's try this again. Conservative commentator Candace Owens claimed via Twitter on Wednesday that the bank sent her pal an official letter of termination with no official reason given. Don't you hate when articles aren't well-written? Like, why are you writing an article and publishing this shit if it is fucked up? Like, why did I just have to do mental gymnastics to put that whole entire sentence together? Well, continuing on, I was told that there was no official reason given, but they sent this letter as well to confirm that he has until late November to find another place for the Yeezy Empire to bank the controversial figure tweeted along with the photo of the notice but did not clarify when the notice was sent so here's the thing in today's day and age you could just cancel anything or anyone for anything and you don't have to have a reason for it which i find to be really really interesting like the idea that we don't have to give a reason as to why we're going to cancel your bank account as to why we're going to terminate your tv show as to why we're going to do you know x y and z it's ubiquitous it doesn't fucking matter there doesn't have to be a reason. So long as I'm in power and I think something should be canceled, it will be canceled. That's fucking crazy. What a world we live in. I don't know what to really make of this. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, Kanye has every right to... And again, this right is extended to everyone. You have a right to say what you want. And whether someone perceives that as the right thing or not is solely up to them. You know, all these things are rather objective, subjective anyway. Excuse me. Honestly, we're all just playing rules. Like, we're all just playing this game under these, like, invisible rules and invisible terms of engagement that have just been consistently put at the forefront through all of society for, like, millennia, for centuries, essentially, right? So I think as we head into this new age where these rules are, are shifting, we're going to see a huge shift in our culture. I mean, we're already seeing that, but it's just going to be more prevalent as time goes on. You know, and one thing that definitely proves this is the recent shootings. And I mean, there are more and more shootings just happening throughout the U.S. And even in Taiwan. I mean, there was a, a case in Taiwan where I believe over 100 people were murdered, which is absolutely heinous. But here in the States, of course, we are number one in shootings. God damn it. God bless America. We've got the Raleigh shooting. Um, apparently, Raleigh shooter leaves uh, five dead as the 15-year-old went on a shooting rampage. Um, the suspect is going to be tried as an adult, so this kid is, if he doesn't get the death penalty, he's going to be in jail for the rest of his fucking life. But here's the, the craziest thing. Um, the craziest thing is that he shot his own brother. So this kid is 15 years old. His brother was just slightly older, and he steps out into the, you know, out into the street dressed in complete camouflage, and just starts firing upon people. So for a little more detail, within the New York Post article, it says here, the 15-year-old who police say carried out the rampage in Raleigh, North Carolina, that left five dead and two others injured was identified as the young, younger brother of one of the casualties, according to a report. So again, this kid shot his own brother. 
That's crazy. The 15-year-old brother, James Roger Thompson, a junior at Nightdale High School, was identified earlier as the youngest of the five deceased victims. So this kid shot uh, a woman named an off-duty officer, Gabriel Torres, Nicole Connors, Mary Marshall, and Susan Kamatz, all between the ages of 30 and 50. My question is, how did a 15-year-old get inspired to start this? Or, I mean, we don't even have to question it, right? Like, you could already see it within society, within what's portrayed in the media, and even some of these, like, darker corners of the internet where you have a lot of these hardcore trad cons who are, like, I don't know, so so gung-ho about either wanting to redo Western society or ready to, you know, prep for, like, a civil war or something. There's just a little bit of crazy on both sides. And ironically enough, I find that as, the, as time goes on, the middle also starts to become its own version of crazy, right? Like, these two, from the left to the right, the extremes of these two just become distilled as you go further, closer towards the, the median, the middle of the line. And then you have the characteristics that are so heavily portrayed on both sides now within the middle of this entire scenario. I just find it pretty interesting as to where, where we're going um, within the U.S. And I mean, again, as these shootings become more and more prevalent, will it be any wonder as to where we end up in the years to come. Like, just think about where we are now, and then 2025, 26, 27, there's going to be a lot of shit going on. And when we, because one thing we don't consider is just how important dating is to maintaining our society. Like, the sole reason why men do things is for women. And the sole reason why, and this might sound a little massage, don't judge me for it, but it is what it is. A lot of society has been built by men because they were motivated from women. That's where they got their source of motivation from. So now that our our society has kind of pivoted, we've changed the rules. We've flipped this shit on its head. And we're just seeing the the backlash of all of it. And before we go into the main topic of conversation, the biggest example of this is the, and of course, there are like many of them. But the Ohio incel pleads guilty to plotting a mass shooting against women at a university. Now, this story was back in 2021, where uh, I believe his name is Tress. I'm going to say his last name definitely wrong. But Tress Genko plot to slaughter 3,000 women at an Ohio college campus. Now, first of all, I don't even know how you plot something like that. And let that information get out. Because either you were trying to plot it and like actually wanted to pull it off. Or you were just writing all this shit down as a cry for help. And honestly, I'm going to lean towards it was a cry for help. Because I, first of all, taking a look at this kid's mugshot. I don't think he'd be able to pull that shit off anyway. But to go on and plot a 3,000 women murder spree in an Ohio college campus. My biggest, so one of my quotes ever since I've gotten into like marketing and sales and shit is where there's one, there's one million, right? And now when I think about this kid, Tress, how many other young men, 
feel like Treskenko? A lot. There are a lot of men that feel like him. And why? When we come back from the break, we're going to cover that. Now, remember, Treskenko is just an iota, a small little piece in the overall dilemma that is the social dating place, just the social market itself, and where men are trying to fit themselves in within this newly shifted society is causing some back some backlash further down the line. So we're going to explore that and more once we come back from the break. This is your boy Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast. She got something all the guys want from her. She knows something, girl, just keep it 100. You'll see, you'll see. Shawty is the baddest chick. Bad girl, but Shawty ain't your average. Ain't no reason felt the need. I must establish that with you, I'm complete. Now I ain't overreacting. See, no way you move is my reaction. We get straight to action. You got what I want and what I need. I need, I need, I need. I need, I need, I need. I need, I need, I need. Some of your love, some of your trust is only enough. you want tell me what you need was like this from the start you would not believe now I give you my heart like a centerpiece as long as you was playing your part promise i'll never leave star player ball player no intention you told me that you gonna call later now believe you not knowing that you gonna fall later description of love oh you got me saying yeah the feeling was starless you walking so flawless you got me like whoa they gonna keep calling so you just keep balling Involved in Look into your eyes I always seem to get lost in Just proceed with caution I think that I'm falling You got what I want And what I need 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 Some of your love Some of your trust It's only enough I need, I just need a closure, need to keep composure Got these key components, we start getting closer If I move too fast, then we can take it slower I'm just getting started, baby girl, don't tell me that it's over Trust me, me, baby, love me Treat you like you bad, promise you make me feel lucky Hundred on the dash, I've been sipping too much bubbly You ain't even gotta ask when you pull up looking lovely And I came out strong, I'm hoping you wasn't gonna judge me Treat me like a friend, I wanna be more than just buddies Wanted to come over when you here, but you in Cannot pretend that what I'm wanting ain't intense Got so many commas, it's not making any sense You asking me how I'm doing, I'm like Excuse my friends, these my feelings in the end I can't just be your friend Oh, you got me saying yeah The feeling was starless, you walking so flawless You got me like, whoa and They gon' keep calling, so you just keep balling Now don't you keep stalling, mentally involved in Look into your eyes, I always seem to get lost in Just proceed with caution I think that I'm falling Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen That was a great track That was a good-ass song, man You know what I love the most about R&B? 
R&B sells you the illusion of love, which is honestly what so many of us have been inculcated with, the idea of this like Disney fairy tale love, but that song was I Need by Jos Vani. I'm pretty sure I said his name wrong, so I just want to go ahead and apologize. But you could find his track on Apple Music and pretty much anywhere else. Type in J-O-S-V-A-N-I and then you'll find it. I Need. It's one of his best singles. Um, he's a new upcoming artist. I don't really know any more of his uh, of his songs. Uh, the only reason why I found out about the song was because I had woken up from a very long night of drinking and I had woken up on the couch. <laughs> and uh, his track was playing and, you know, it spoke to me in a way. And I figured it was very appropriate for this kind of conversation because as fall rolls in, the summer dresses are tucked away. The chinos are folded back into the dresser. Cuffing season is once again upon us. But with about 54% of men and women in the U.S. considering themselves single, just who is cuffing who? To me, to be completely honest, I don't think anyone is. And with the rise of lonely men and depression, depression, excuse me, relationships are a thing of the past and, and modern relationships are built on toxicity. These are things we can't ignore. Honestly, these are just the facts. It is what it is. A lot of relationships nowadays are built on toxicity. And one of the key traits of these relationships being built on toxicity in, in regards to like the evidence that's present post relationship is usually one person is going to post one of them was a narcissist, right? Somehow somebody always gets accused of being the narcissist. And I'm just going to be transparent here. It's always the guy who gets judged as the narc, but as I said, that is one of the key traits of a toxic relationship, and it's a, a key indicator that that relationship itself was founded in toxicity. But where is the silver lining in all of this? Well, if you're an investor, the time to invest in pet companies and large franchise delivery corporations is absolutely now. So you're gonna invest, side note, I'm not an authorized like financial advisor. This is not investment advice. Honestly, this is just shits and giggles. If you take this as real investment advice, you're a moron. Don't listen to me. I'm a good looking personal trainer that has no background in any sort of financial education. I just know that I keep what I make and I invest in like various things here and there. I am no expert. I'm trying my hardest just like you. But anyway, if I were you, I would invest in pet companies and large franchise delivery corporations like Uber Eats, Yelp, all that shit. You know why? Because ain't nobody going out. No one is going out for dinner dates anymore because here's the thing. If me, if I as a male am simply perceived as a utility, aka a wallet, a fucking court jester designed to keep you occupied because, you know, you can't spend 10 to 15 minutes alone in your head or you'll go into a full fucking conniption. If I am all of that and I get nothing in return out of a long term relationship, what is the benefit? There is absolutely no point. So the reality is people are so caught up in not wanting to get hurt and using people as a utility that they either, again, like I said, use people to their advantage or block everyone out and become a recluse. Now, largely, this is what's happening to a lot of men, and this is what's playing into this whole incel dilemma because there are a lot of guys out here that are being treated as though they are invisible, and obviously, who the fuck wants to be treated like they're invisible? Now, granted, good-looking gentlemen like myself are not being treated this way, but we face our own whole, our own host, well, I could say whole host, but our own host of challenges, which would be primarily... The idea that you're only used as a sex object. I'm going to go ahead and break down both of these things because I've been on both sides of the equator so I could talk about it. Thankfully, I, what I will say is the grass is greener on the other side. I'd rather be treated as a rent-a-dick than absolutely nothing at all. 
honestly. But we'll go ahead and talk about the first one, seeing men as a utility and most of them not even being visible to most women. Here is the ultimate issue. Obviously the issue here being, and this has been regurgitated across the internet for like millions of fucking times, women's standards are too high. And if we're gonna cut through the noise and be completely honest about it, the most despairing fact about that is, the women that have these ridiculously high standards literally do not reciprocate the very standards that they uphold other people to. Which was something that was so bewildering to me because, you know, as a personal trainer, I would have a lot of female clients and while I'm training them, you know, we'd always talk about relationships and shit. And I, I always found that dynamic pretty interesting because I felt like a psychologist. Like, in some regards, women would tell me their problems and, you know, I'd be, I'd be here for it. I'd listen to the bullshit. Um, but one thing that I've always noticed was that more times than not, these women were the common denominator because when I were to ask them what are they looking for in a man, I would get a whole list of shit. But then when I asked what do they reciprocate in return, I would get like one or two lines. Like, let's be completely honest. How many times have women said, oh, I am the table or like, you know, I, I gotta have a great pussy. No one fucking cares how good your pussy is. That is just the brass tax of it. As far as guys, and I mean, obviously we're gonna care how good the cooch is, right? But if we're gonna be completely honest, that is like 10% of the whole entire equation. Like if you're not, if you're not the type of chick that's like chill and you know conversationable, I, I like a woman that's able to carry a conversation. Now, having a conversation and talking too much are two very different things. In both of those instances, you are going to be speaking quite a lot. However, one of them is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? One of them runs parallel. That's a great way to say it. it runs parallel to the conversation that we might be having in theory. And the other one is just fucking word vomit spilling out of your mouth. And obviously that one is talking too much. So being able to have a conversation, I think is very important, especially for guys that are like artistically inclined, doing well for themselves financially, you know, are going in the right direction. The last thing I would want personally is someone who's going to be dragging me down a level or two. But again, focusing this on the women, when you ask women what they bring to the table, there's not a lot of answers here. And I don't even want to focus on the table because the table shouldn't be the thing that's focused on. But at the same time, though, if we're looking to make any sort of progress with this conversation, then it, it probably really comes down to what do we have to offer in regards to tangible and intangible services. Now, here's another note I want to make. I want to note that intangible things, you know, like empathy, love and all that bullshit. Yeah, that plays a role. Somewhere down the line, that plays a role. Like, you know, when my mom dies or like when my dog gets hit by a fucking UPS truck. Yeah, I, I want to cry for a little bit and maybe you'll be there. And sure, I'll, I'll take that. Here's a funny story. When I was in my, my relationship, I wanted to go see my brother's grave. And, you know, the ironic thing about empathy is that when you are dating people that are selfish, empathy will never be present. So instead of us going to my brother's gravesite, so I, you know, spend a couple minutes there, we ended up getting into a fucking argument and not going anywhere at all, which I find to be completely hilarious because the argument was based on the weather and the attire that was on during the weather. It was a ridiculous conversation. Case in point, what I'm trying to say here is, the idea that women are nurturing and loving and empathetic and all of those things have gone out the window. The more women try to become like men and try to be masculine and move into their, you know, masculinity, the harder it will become for women to find men to date. 
Now on the flip side, as a guy who's deemed invisible to women and don't even get to the point of becoming a utility to women, they find themselves falling into the incel category. Now this is where you have these situations as to where men are plotting 3,000 people murder sprees because they're not getting any cooch. And now here's the cr the craziest part about it is, honestly, once you've racked up like 45 plus 50 bodies, you realize one thing, it's virtually all the same. First of all, I'm always doing most of the work. At least 95 to 97% of the time, I am doing the work. And then the rest of the time, I'm getting very like lackadaisical service, right? So to some degree, it, I think, for all men, whether you're getting a lot of pussy or you're getting none whatsoever, you have to make that decision and say to yourself like, yo, regardless if I'm drowning in it or if I'm in the desert, it cannot matter to me that much. Because again, once you get past the sex or for example, let's say you're in a relationship, remove the sex, what do you have? If you guys don't click, if you guys don't get together, like you're not compatible, you have nothing. And even at that point, if sex was totally removed from that relationship, you guys are nothing more than friends. So already the sexual dynamic of this being an intimate slash exclusive relationship is already lost because of that key component. But making sure that that key component is not the only component or the catalyst to your relationship lasting for a long time is paramount. Super duper important. And now again, addressing the guys that feel like they're invisible, the problem is this. Because of women's standards, a lot of men do not fall into the fray. Now women's standards could be whatever, but more than likely, it's gonna be they want a guy that's six foot, makes six figures, got the six inch rocket or plus, whatever the case may be. You know, drives a nice car, things of that nature. As superficial as that sounds, in today's modern society, those are all contraindications that this gentleman is capable of having a family. That's really what it is. Like, we try to look at this like, oh my God, women are so superficial now. Honestly, these superficialities are the only thing we have to determine who is compatible. Now, of course, with the way everything is going, shit is turning into the Hunger Games. Not a lot of people are gonna be in relationships anyway, but let's say you were one of the guys looking to get into a relationship. The goal is to fit into those parameters, not for the women, of course, for your life. Cause like, who wants to be single and broke? Can we talk about that for a second? And we'll talk about the money aspect when it comes to dating as well. But honestly, gentlemen, I just want to make this little PSA here. Whether you decide to get married and have a family or decide, you know, to be full on MGTOW and, and go your own way for the rest of your life, which I, I'm straddling the fence on this. Um, as of recently, I have deleted all my social dating apps and I've had a lot of fun on those dating apps. I'm not gonna lie. I've had a lot of fucking fun. I've used everything from Hinge to Tinder, Bumble, all the fucking apps you can name, all the hetero apps you can name, I've, I've used them all, right? And honestly, there's a side note, I'll make another, um, another episode talking about this in detail, but the only reason why I've hopped from dating app to dating app is because I was banned from various dating apps, not because of, you know, hurling insults, but I guess perhaps because of my candor and just how I, I, I carried myself. But I say all of this to say, as much fun as I had on these dating apps, at some point I've come to the realization that they are vapid in nature and they, they carry nothing. I mean, except for like STDs if you're not careful, but for the most part, you get nothing out of these sort of relationships. So I've deleted them. 
I've decided that I'm not going to focus on women. Like the free time that I have will be spent on work and my creative endeavors because I, I truthfully just want to get to the next level already. So if that means no longer speaking to friends, no longer hanging out with women, fuck it, so be it. All I'm gonna say is if I do end up hanging out with you, you should be very happy because I find you to be very special. And that is really hard for me to pull off. But going into what I was saying before to just kind of a bring this all back. If you are going to be single for the rest of your life, and I don't mean an insult, I mean a gentleman who has the propensity to get dates, has the ability to have sex, but has an understanding that, you know, his future kind of matters just a little bit more. My suggestion to you would be obviously focus on your money. But for the other guys that aren't there yet, don't fall on the wayside and think just because you're single, that means you don't have to try it life. Like if you're going to be a single man living alone for the rest of his life, the worst way to go about it is to be dependent on the government. You know, like your health is at risk. You're fucked up. You're overweight. Like your life is just fucked up. The only silver lining is that you haven't been divorced and, you know, you don't have child support payments to make. But with all things considered, your life is probably pretty shitty if none of those other things are in order. So get your money, become the best version of you for yourself. Like I'm tired of guys trying to do this for women, do it for yourself. Not only will you be able to retain it, but you will also be admirable. Like people will admire you for it. Women will admire you for it. And all of those things just go hand in hand in the long run, you know? So I think to, to close this out, because I've been talking a lot, I'm kind of over this. I want to go to Equinox. <laughs> so the reality of it is dating is fucking dead, period. Most people don't want to be in a relationship. Millennials are literally going broke. Millennial men, I should be more specific here. Millennial men are growing, going broke because of dating. So this is this is an L all around, right? If you're if you're fat and ugly as a male, you're invisible. If you're a Chad, you've got a lot of options. A majority of them are going to be a lot of fuglies. That was at least that was my experience. Perhaps that's just the reality of a, a black Chad. Maybe white Chads have a, a different life. Perhaps it'd probably be good to uh, interview a white Chad and see what happens. But anyway, if you are a Chad, you do have tons of options, but you get inundated with so much sex. It, at this point, it just becomes valueless. There's no value to it. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, like I was saying, even more attractive men, such as myself, are less inclined to date due to being desensitized by dating apps and the accessibility it provides some men regarding casual relationships. And uh, I think on the flip side, the same thing can be said for women. And in the long run, because we're all spoiled for choice, once once you get past the quote unquote foam, right? You are now spoiled for choice. And the unfortunate part is the cycle will probably never end. So long as there are continuous apps being developed and being built, there will always be options. And when humans as a species are inundated with options, we become essentially paralyzed to further analysis. And at the end of the day, being able to make a clear conscious decision as to what long-term partner you want requires to have less options. And like I said before, at the rate society is going, that's probably not going to happen. So with 2030 being the indicator that about 48 to 50% of women in the US will be single, 
the question remains, what happens to the men that haven't gone overseas, haven't gotten married, you know, to the quote-unquote good women here, and are now just single living their lives? These next couple of years are going to be rather interesting, especially for men. And one thing that I do want to say about this is, regardless of how you feel about the opposite sex, in one way or another, we need each other. So I think it's important for us and our survival, not only as a country, but as a species, that we actually continue to have this conversation and try to create some sort of resolve, not only from the social aspect of it, but from the political and even judicial aspect of it as well. We all know divorce courts and some of those laws, absolutely heinous. Absolutely. So guys, I want to say thank you so much for stopping by and tuning in. Thank you for listening to your boy, Roy. Of course, this was Pat Back to Center podcast. And next week, we're going to flip the script. We're not going to focus on dating. We'll be talking about fitness. We're going to talk about three ways you can stay in shape, maintain your health, and continue to crush your goals in the gym during holiday season and potentially even beyond. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll be here next Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. But until then, take care and have a great week. See you later.